electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Hi, everyone. I'm Julie Morstan. Welcome to a Tech Tech Plus live stream. Today, I'm interviewing Matteo, Matteo Marietti. He's the co-founder and CEO of Cook Unity. Matteo, Matteo, sorry, thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, Julie. How are you doing? Thank you for inviting us. So Cook Unity is such an interesting platform. It's raised $100 million, your most recent round in the fourth quarter of last year. You've described it as wanting to be like the Spotify of food delivery. Explain to us, Mateo, for those of us who aren't familiar with the platform, what is Cook Unity? How does it work? Yes, the concept is uh, relatively simple, but it hasn't been tried before. Um, consumers are very used today to have access democratize access to everything, music, videos, but that doesn't happen in food necessarily. I mean, if you live in a big city, you have plenty of amazing restaurants. If you live in suburbs, less so. But even uh, when you have access to amazing restaurants, it's not so easy to have the best chefs from all the country, for example, and every day in all sorts of different cuisines and forms available to you at your home. So Kukuti is trying to do what happens already for other categories for food by giving chefs, all the infrastructure and all the tools they need to expand the access and the scalability of their creations, their best dishes. And so exactly how does it work for consumers and for chefs? You're a platform connecting the two, um, like many other platforms that we're familiar with, whether it's Uber or even Spotify or Airbnb, but how does it work in this case? Yeah, so we'll start on the chef side because on the consumer side, of course, we want to match the same convenience and all the, 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 the nice aspects of the existing options out there. Um, on the chef side, before Gugitti, the only way for um, a chef entrepreneur to go to market was a restaurant. Um, and the hard part of restaurants is that it's very high investment and it's not very scalable. Like even successful restaurants are really feeding a couple hundred people per day. So we build commissary kitchens. We take care of the logistics of the fulfillment of the sourcing of the ingredients. We have a chef app, we have a consumer app, and the chefs have all the tools that they need so they can focus on what they love to do and what they do excellently well, which is cooking amazing food, building teams that are proud of cooking that food and the relationship with their fans. And we so take care of everything else. So you help the chefs source the ingredients, you find the chefs, the customers, you're effectively enabling consumers to get like a private chef uh, type food delivered to their homes. But what about where the chefs actually do the cooking? How do you manage that? Yeah, that's what we call it, the personal chef share, because we're doing exactly what you said. Um, we have seven commissary kitchens. We started in New York City. We now have kitchens in New York, Atlanta, Miami, Chicago, Austin, Los Angeles, and Seattle. We cover uh, all the continental US area from those seven kitchens. And the chefs bring their teams, so we don't cook any food. We don't have employees in the company that uh, participate in that aspect, but we do help with everything else. So while the chef teams are cooking, we help if an oven uh, gets broken, we fix it and we provide ingredients and then we will transport the meals to the, to the consumer's home. Um, so customers have all the access to all the chefs together, but uh, none, none of the, the extra hassle. So talk to us about how big uh, the company is. 
right now? How many chefs are on the platform? How many meals have you served? How many consumers are, are buying meals through Cook Unity? And what kind of growth rate you've seen and where you see that going from here? Yeah, Cook Unity um, launched our first product to the market, um, the prepared meals of the subscription of prepared meals. We plan to launch other products, all sorts of food products like sauces, kids' meals, family size. But we started with a subscription of prepared meals. That product launched in April 2018. And since then, Ugiti has been one of the fastest growing food startups in the country. Uh, we just surpassed 1 million meals a month. So collectively, we, we, we have 100 chefs cooking our platform and collectively did more than, 100, more than 1 million meals uh, last month. Um, we grew 3x year over year last year. Um, we have more than 50,000 uh, active members in the platform receiving meals every week. Um, and the average subscribers order a few hundred meals um, a year. So this is such a crowded space though. Not only are you competing with restaurants and traditional takeout, but there's this whole booming business of cloud kitchens, this idea of, of what's effectively a restaurant without a storefront doing custom delivery. What differentiates Cook Unity from some of the other players out there, both in terms of the chef relationship, but also in terms of consumers? Yeah, for the chef side, I think this is um, totally, totally new and unprecedented because as I said before, the restaurant was the medium, the main way, either as an employee or as a chef owner. And um, only a few restaurants are truly successful. That is a really uh, thin margin business, um, high investment, um, very hard work. So the, um, there is 20% of the chefs in the cookie platform that are making more than a million dollars in income a year. Um, so this is very different and very meaningful. Even if you are a successful chef that owns several restaurants, this will add real cash flow and predictable income. Most of our customers use Cookity for a daily meal, so it's very stable, very predictable. Um, on the consumer side, what's interesting is that even though there is a lot of alternatives out there, um, there's really not much for what we see the modern food consumer wanting. Um, there is a lot if you want to cook, there's a lot if you want to go out, and it's, there's a lot if you want instantaneous delivery and you're willing to pay a premium, maybe paying like 30, 40, $50 for a high quality meal. But there's not a lot if we believe that eaters, as we call them, like customers in food, won't choose to cook all their meals in the future because it takes a lot of time. And sometimes the meals that they love to do, they don't know how to do them, but they want to pay 10 to $15 and they want the same convenience of only spending a few minutes on that, um, we, we don't see a lot of options for that. Um, in Kukiti, there's also hundreds of chefs and hundreds of dishes to choose every week. So you said 10 to $15. Talk to us a little bit about your price point. There's been a lot of attention recently on the fees that are attached to the likes of a Grubhub or a DoorDash. How are you managing pricing? Um, and how are you managing that in light of the fact that commodity prices have been going up? Just raw ingredient prices have been getting more expensive. There's been so much conversation about the cost of eggs. Yeah, I think our model is well designed to be efficient. Um, efficient doesn't mean that inflation doesn't affect us, of course. Um, we just translate um, some of the same prices that our farmers have to increase prices. And if they have to increase prices because oil and transportation and others, uh, we will have to increase some. But our model is well designed to be very efficient because number one, um, we have all these chefs under the same roof. So we have the purchasing powers of having a million meals a month right now. So that is equivalent of many, 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 many restaurants. And usually restaurants buy independently. 
So we pay a much lower price and we go directly to the producer of food as much as possible. And second, we ship a bundle of meals to people's homes once a week, which is much more efficient than delivering one meal um, in, in 45 minutes or one hour, uh, which is very convenient, but not necessarily um, efficient for all the parties involved. So Wikid is seeing great success um, because I think every every actor that is participating in the platform um, is, is, is paid fairly and is receiving a lot of value for what they get. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious about your relationship with the suppliers um, and you talked about going to the source. Explain to us where you're sourcing ingredients from and is that a way to also drive efficiency and keep costs down? It has been, this has been a critical part for our business so far. Cookie uh, D has one of the highest margins in the industry that we know, one of the highest retentions of customers that we know. And a big part of that is this model that I was explaining before where we have commissary kitchens and the chefs come under the same roof. That has a lot of benefits. Chefs can share a lot of resources that if not, they have to all get by themselves in restaurants. So we go directly, we have seven kitchens and each kitchen source from the region. Um, sometimes some ingredients are not available in the region or in some seasonal, we try, chefs try to cook as seasonal as possible. But mostly uh, we source from the same region. So the New York kitchen source mostly from the Northeast and the LA kitchen source mostly from LA. And, and that has been um, very beneficial for us. But at the same time, we share some of the purchasing power of the seven kitchens. Well, so interesting. It's so interesting how it really puts the, sh the chef at the center of this equation. Tell us a little bit about your story, what your background is, and what inspired you to co-found this company. Yes, the accent might might tell uh, a cue there. Like I'm, 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 I was born in South America. I'm from Argentina originally. Um, family of farmers, so exposed to that kind of early early part of the value chain of food from the early days. I've always been very, very curious and very aware of how food really gets to our plates. So when I go to a supermarket, I know that that kind of nice packaged food, um, there's a lot of work that happened before. Uh, so relatively early when I was 21, I started another startup in the intersection of food tech and logistics. Um, as we can call it cloud kitchens, as you said, like early in that trend, 2007 in South America, a collection of commissary kitchens without a storefront, just under the hypothesis that my generation will uh, choose to don't cook every meal and they need a more modern, convenient, affordable solution. And by running that business, um, I learned the chef side. We employed more than 100 chefs in that business and I get to get very close relationships with many. And I understood that if someone choose to make a career cooking for others, it's mostly driven by passion and by true love of the craft of cooking, but it's not always fair. They don't always have the creative freedom that they aspire to have when they choose the career. The economic um, compensation is not always great for them. So I was very intrigued if we could apply some of the marketplace or sharing economy dynamics that we see in other categories in food. And that's how the idea um, came to life. And, and where do things stand now? You talked about your growth, um, you talked about managing uh, increasing prices with inflation, but what's the potential for the company from here? How big do you think the addressable market is for these types of services for consumers, especially if we're in tougher economic times and people might not want to be spending so much money um, on sort of premium food and also the opportunity in terms of getting more chefs on board? Yeah, so uh, as much as it's very important to adapt and recognize the current environment, and uh, we're seeing that customers are choosing 
Cookidity and Cookidity um, other, other other services similar to Cookidity because they bring the same convenience meals already in your fridge, but the price is significantly lower than ordering restaurant delivery. Uh, we obviously are building this company for like 10, 20, 30 years from now, and and we we, we don't think too much on the current uh, conditions in that long-term building. Um, what we see when we build Cookidity is that there is a tremendous opportunity for right now we have single digits awareness um, in the country. Um, in New York that we launched four years ago. We have a little, a little bit more, but most of our other markets have been open for less than a year. So there is a big opportunity for us in first, getting people to know us and introduce what we're doing, um, introduce what we do always from the voice of the chefs. The chefs are the first uh, word of mouth that we have. Um, we have some of the best chefs in the country in the platform currently. So um, the, the focus right now is to get many more people in America to try Cookie to to know that there's an opportunity, an option to buy directly from the food creator. And there is a revenue sharing model where they can get uh, to support. We know that a lot of people have been very, very um, uh, care a lot, a lot about that during the pandemic. And I think it's important to don't forget that restaurants and people working in the restaurant industry, primarily chefs, um, need that support and, and are looking for different income sources. So we're focused on that right now. But at the same time, we're starting to launch other food products and all sorts of uh, things that the chefs want to sell from cooking classes, their favorite sauces, uh, kids meals, all sorts of products. And in the future, we, we plan to go internationally uh, as well. Fantastic uh, to hear about all the different potentials there. But one question I have is you're a venture-backed startup in an environment where it has been hard for venture-backed startups to close funding, but you did just close around in the fourth quarter of last year, bringing your total raise to 100 million What's your runway right now? And was it hard to, to secure that funding at a time when a lot of VCs are pressing pots? Yeah, so we weren't exempt of the change in conditions. Um, I think a lot of that change was, in my opinion, uh, expected or necessary in the sense of um, a lot of things of the last few years weren't necessarily um, normal or sustainable. So going back to the medium, is it's, it, it's okay. and and maybe preferable for the type of company that we're building. We truly try to build Cookity for the next 20, 30 years. We've been very, very uh, financially uh, responsible from the beginning, um, not only in, in terms of our shareholders, but also our partners, the chefs. So we were lucky that we have not only great investors in the cap table, the last round was an internal round that our investors led. Um, it, was a, it was a positive round. It was a higher valuation than the previous round, um, but they, they, they know how we work, they know the numbers from the inside. So in that sense, we didn't go fully to market. Um, so I cannot speak for that experience. We have a runway to late 2024, but truly our goal is to reach uh, break even um, not later than end of this year. Yeah, interesting. I'm um, watching the the power of these platforms. Um, so much, so much uh, interest in these these platforms that are connecting different constituencies and, and helping out consumers. Thank you so much for joining us to talk about Cook Unity, Mateo. I look forward to checking it out. I've never tried it, but very curious to give it a try. Um, thanks so much for joining us on this Tech Tech Plus live stream. I'm Julia Borskin. People today can spend half their lives over 50. So it's good to be financially ready for what's important to you as you get older like a family vacation. 
or starting your dream business. Welcome to Connie's Coffee. How may I help you? AARP's trusted financial tools can help you plan for whatever your future holds. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Start planning today at aarp.org slash money tools. 